there will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. Do you use lightning wallets to pay for things or not? No. Bitcoin Cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than Bitcoin. Miles, tell me, what's your favorite kind of money? Um, Bitcoin Cash. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. This is episode number 43, the Samson Mao tweet review and the flipping revisited. Today is, oh, I screwed it up on the slides, but it's Sunday, the 27th of March, 2022. I'm your host, Jeremy. Jet is doing the and also chipping into the discussion and uh, no guest today except we have a virtual guest which is Samson Mao uh, if you're watching Samson if you feel uh, interested in this show welcome you might want to pay attention might learn something uh, so yeah anyway we'll get into uh, the specifics of of that uh, in a moment but uh, as always we've got to start with the prices so BCH having a pretty good week this week, up to 358 US dollars. One BDC buys around 124 uh, BCH. So we've improved a little on the ratio from uh, a few weeks back where it was uh, crashing down a little bit. And the St. Martin's news that we will be talking about has brought BCH back up. We were at number 28, rose all the way up to number 24, now at number 26. Uh, but it just goes to show that really a, a, a couple of uh, a couple of market ranks is not very hard to get. You just have a good good week, move up ten or fifteen percent, which in crypto happens all the time, and you're off to the races. It's it's really that simple. Um, so that that's why I'm never really that worried. If we're obviously if we're over the long period, just dropping down loads of market cap ranks, that would be a problem. But you know, a couple of ranks here or there, they they come back like like nothing once a little bit of good news uh, hits the the mainstream news cycle. So, really good news there for anyone who's been dollar cost averaging into their uh, <laughs> their BCH. Um, certainly, my last uh, BCH that I earned looking pretty good right now. So I'm loving that. Uh, as far as the transactions, we've had BCH spike. Uh, a couple days this week from its sort of 50, 55 Ks, it went to about 70,000 transactions for two days. And I have a little bit of insider info, which is that I heard on the grapevine that there is an app that has been in development for quite a substantial amount of time that is getting you know close to being release ready. I don't even know the uh, specifics and I don't really want to talk about who was uh, you know telling me this, but... Uh, oh that's presumably the <laughs> the that's what's happened is they've been testing out their their app on on mainnet which has spiked up the the number of transactions i don't know if you know jet but uh yeah it was I actually know. i was just going through like old telegram groups and um do you know who like who's building the app uh yeah i well sort of i know i know someone who knows who's building okay it. <laughs> i think i think it's public so 
I'm going to say it and like Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um it's the Emergent Coding Group. Um which I believe they were and I might be wrong here, but I I believe it's that's the group that did the um any hedge contracts. Uh-huh. Um so they've been putting out great stuff so far. Uh I don't expect this to be you know any lower quality. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I noticed. Yeah, it was two days ago or or whatever. Alex Perankin. Yes, we're reading the chat, mate. I'm keeping an eye on you. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll answer some of those questions in a moment. Uh, I was about to reply with like, as long as you're not inflammatory, just simmer <laughs> down a bit. We'll get there. Get it, getting called out in the chat. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I saw like a couple of days ago. I. I noticed if there's, you know, big floods of transactions happening on the network, I thought, oh, this is interesting uh, because it usually only happens when somebody has either launched or is about to launch a a new app. So, yeah, no further details really on what exactly that is going to be. Uh, If it's that emergent coding group, that sounds sounds plausible to me, then that's a a win, right? Because, yeah, they've done good stuff before and just goes to show like BCH has so many projects i feel that are just kind of quietly bubbling away uh it's impossible to keep track of all of them and it's been really good to see the scene you know slowly developing uh like that it's it's these things are all exponentials right you just hear about nothing 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 like once a project starts you hear nothing for six months nine months then some small details emerge then there's a bit of a small launch then a few people you know test it out or it gets improved and fixed up and tested under real world conditions and then it really starts ramping up and getting a lot of users. That's how any startup works, any any app works. You know, almost nothing is just a, or nothing's a quick turnaround uh, that's substantial to begin with. And then even once you've got something out there, it doesn't immediately just go viral. It usually takes a little time to build up a bit of momentum and, and community. Like this podcast itself, uh, similar, similar sort of story. So uh, the more of those things we have just cooking in the background, the greater the chances that eventually you know somebody hits a a winner and even if they don't if everybody's just quietly working away and just building up things slowly those network effects start to to compound on each other when somebody's a user of this app and then they're also a user of that app and then they start using bch between it or maybe you know people get introduced to the ecosystem via this way and via that way but then they're kind of uh, helping each other to to build up the community and the the price and everything so yeah, really great to see, and I'm I'm looking forward to more details of this app. Do you, you don't know what what exact kind of app it was or anything? No, I don't think they've. Uh, let me double check this real quick since I have it handy. But I don't think they've uh, actually mentioned what it was. It was just that they were the ones uh, doing it. So, mm-hmm. admin of the Emergence Coding Telegram group said, uh, we're simply using a small amount of available capacity on a capable chain. Filling an average BCH block is already not an easy task for a single application. We've put through about 400, uh, sorry, uh, 4,500 transactions on a few blocks today. That's two to three times what Bitcoin Core can sustain, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, because uh, Bitcoin Chase, Jason just said, uh, are you guys stress testing? And that was a response to this photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, yeah, TX Street with yeah. all the little guys flooding into the bus. Yeah, uh, which is pretty. Co- I mean, it's amazing to think that 
if this all goes well or whatever, you know, give it a year, two years, five years, eventually that just will be the state of the network all the time. You know, there'll be that much commerce just uh, pumping through it. And it's kind of amazing to, to look now and you see, okay, one guy, two guys, three guys. Uh, and that that's the goal. That's what, that's what we're aiming for. I mean, obviously not just stress testing, but real people exchanging, exchanging uh, value. And it's easy to see how, as it, as that engine started to tick over, the exponential effect would would be massive, right? Yeah. Uh, as that as that commerce kind of grows along, and it's very interesting for me to observe that. Okay, the average uh, day, you know, Bitcoin BDC does about two hundred and fifty thousand transactions, which is not nothing. It's it's a lot a lot more than from a network that originally did zero. But on the other hand, it's also just been flatlined for so long. And you just think how how across all the crypto networks, I'm sure if you added up all the transactions on all crypto networks, it would just be absolutely exploding. And BCH is a, a small part of that. And obviously we're sort of fighting for our little share of that that pie, but it's just this invisible force of crypto just becoming more and more embedded into the into the main economy um, in all these different, you know, small ways that people don't individually see if you're not involved in crypto right so whenever i'm making a bch transaction i just feel like oh wow this <laughs> this is it i'm really i'm really a, a part of it and i just think it's amazing that pe- if you're not involved in that way it's very easy as an you know somebody who doesn't know much about crypto to just think oh this is you know just that weird side thing but it's just slowly gobbling up uh economic value from the from the main economy which is you know, kind of, kind of crazy to think about. So on the next slide, then, yeah, we've got the uh, cent in USD. I've switched it into the log instead of the linear this week, so we could get a bit of a better look uh, at what's going on. Somebody suggested I try that out. Uh, so we did see a bit of a spike because once the the price started moving a little bit, once the price goes up, not only does that mean sending the same amount of BCH becomes a higher amount in fiat terms, so uh, anything that's sort of BCH denominated, I guess there wouldn't be that much of that. But, uh, you know, those things sort of pump up the cent in USD by, by default if the if the price is rising. And also because the price is rising, more people get excited and start making transactions. Maybe they buy something or maybe somebody sees oh, it's going up on the exchange and then they pile in, they buy some, they withdraw to their wallet. So it, again, it's just another feedback loop where, really it's it's kind of like you only need the smallest amount of uh of price rise and and things already are heating up right it it wasn't like a huge bch run but if a big run started that would also just explode all these other metrics uh by default like the cent in usd you know the liquidity on the exchanges um you know probably all the telegram groups and listeners to this show and everything would just go nuts right so as much as you know the bch community tries not to focus on the on the price it's more about the utility it's pretty easy to see that an increase in price would just make a a massive a massive difference to the community and the price increase is quite independent of everything else like you can't get 10 fresh app projects started overnight it just takes time for those things to to build up but you can have the price just start mooning overnight and because so little of it is connected to the actual utility of 
not BCH specifically, but all the other coins on the market. So if it just becomes flavor of the month and everybody floods in, you know, the infrastructure is already there in terms of large exchanges. That's already been been kind of built out, right? Uh, do you have any idea what happened to the, like, it looks like probably around the 10th of March or something, where it looks like the cent in USD is like nothing. Uh, no, I have no idea. The, well, there was uh, there was a couple of days where it just sort of died off for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's just two days that everybody took a break. <laughs> Nobody was using BCH. Uh, but I think it was, it was like bef- right before this price rides as well too, which I find kind of suspicious, you know, maybe somebody was taking, uh, was like thinking, oh, I'm going to buy up a huge chunk of, of BCH. Maybe they'd been using the network, maybe one of the whales. And then they thought, no, actually I need to put another 10% of my portfolio into this. So they just took a day off or they got everything prepared and then shoved all their money in. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um. All right. So yeah, that's that's kind of the where we're at with the stats. So main theme of the show here, we've got a, kind of a couple of news items uh, to, to come up. But the main thing I wanted to discuss is this whole Samson Mao tweets thing. So for people who don't know, Samson Mao is one of the most high profile Bitcoin BTC maximalists. And he was heavily involved in the original dispute <laughs> over bitcoin bdc and bch and the whole split that happened in 2017 and the reason he was largely at the forefront of all this is because he worked for blockstream who are the evil overlord company uh funded by the banks that were kind of backing the bitcoin core never raised the one megabyte block size limit narrative and he was their chief strategy officer I believe, which like many people in Blockstream, you sort of wonder what what is that? <laughs> like, you know, the CTO handles the programming and the chief marketing officer handles that and the product officer, handles the strategy officer. It's like the most nothing title. So I honestly don't really know what he was doing there, but what he was doing there in essence was figuring out how to suppress <laughs> the Bitcoin Cash community before they were the Bitcoin Cash community. Um, and you know, uh, call us all shitcoiners and say that Bitcoin BTC was the best and we should all listen to Blockstream uh, and never scale the network or never really use it for payments. We should all hodl, blah, blah, blah. So that was his sort of claim to fame and how he became a very well-known. He was certainly in a couple of community debates and and stuff at the time and i think he's he's got about 220,000 uh followers on twitter these days but he's kind of i mean i mean he's always still powering away on uh his bdc adoption he's left blockstream uh, i guess being the strategy officer <laughs> got boring after a while and he's now apparently focused on nation state adoption so in his mind, that's teaming up with El Salvador and the whole Nayib Bukele scheme that have been going on there. So this kind of, not triumvirate, but this little collection of Blockstream funded by the banks plus Bitfinex, uh, the large exchange that have very sketchy uh, reserves and pass plus Tether, the stablecoin that prints money out of nowhere. And now Nayib Bukele trying to launch 
national Bitcoin BTC bonds, all of those things kind of a, a combined in one big melting pot and he's he's in the he's in the middle of it so he's certainly an interesting guy uh to to kind of uh pay attention to when 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 he becomes relevant but why he's relevant to this show and usually I don't really care what he's up to but this week uh he's the big news story because uh of what happened in St Martin's which is that Roger Veer and Mark Valzon and a few other people have been spreading adoption in St. Kitts, uh, like we've covered on this show before. And then that sort of extended from there down to St. Martin, which is a nearby island. And it got to the extent that not only had they spread a couple of hundred merchants that were all starting to use it and some sort of real peer-to-peer adoption happening among the local population. But on top of that, you then had this uh, member of their parliament, Rolando Bryson, Bryson, who said, look, I'm going to take 100% of my salary in Bitcoin cash. And I guess because it was all spreading around him and being able to talk to uh, the BCH uh, guys and, and figure out, you know, what was going on. He did say actually afterwards that he had looked into Ethereum and Ripple. They'd also been kind of talking to him about doing something, but clearly Bitcoin cash impressed him a lot. Uh, and he, yeah, he decided, look, just pay me in, in Bitcoin cash. And that became a very big story because it contrasts so heavily with El Salvador, which has been going for a lot longer, but with a lot more mixed results. You know, there's been a lot of government control involved. There hasn't necessarily been a lot of the on the ground adoption. It was mandated by the law into being used, etc. It's kind of the opposite of the cryptocurrency spirit. But this St. Martin thing is very much the cryptocurrency spirit, which is he just learned about it. He voluntarily decided to use it. He can pay his rent. He was talking about, okay, I can buy things at the local shops. So it's an actual economy and everybody's friendly and having a great time. And then because that news spread around, it seems like it also boosted the the BCH uh, price. So how Samson comes into it is then he he heard about this or he found out somehow what is going on. And so he tweeted, I'm working on nation state Bitcoin adoption. Roger Veer is working on nation state Bcash adoption. This is perfect. So he started getting salty just straight away. And he went on to a bit of a a rant. There's quite a few uh, tweets uh, he put in here. Adam back then said, you don't want Adam back who is actually mentioned in the Bitcoin white paper for inventing hash cash, which is, the part of the proof of work of Bitcoin, but has since spent most of his time trying to destroy Bitcoin uh, as part of Blockstream. Uh, he was saying, oh, they're going to all be poor. And then Samson Mao said, it may be fixable at Plan Marcus is, is working on it. Some other Bitcoin guy with 15,000 Twitter followers. He also retweeted, uh, retweeted somebody who commented, anyone that has had their salary paid out in BCH instead of BDC over the last four years has learned a brutal lesson. Thank you at Excellian Samson Mao for being on the right side of history here. Uh, so this was all just kind of starting to kick off. And to me, what was really surprising was the fact that he was onto it so fast. I didn't realize that the Bitcoin cash community, which is doing fantastic work, getting adoption and all that was nevertheless in our little corner of the world our little corner of the internet gonna get all this attention from from someone like samson mao i mean 
he's stuck between a rock and a hard place, really, because if he just ignores it, which he's well within his rights to do, then Bitcoin Cash will just keep growing uninterrupted. But if he starts trying to get in jabs and say, ah, ha, ha, look at these shitcoiners, he's just adding Streisand effect. He's just keeping us relevant in the discussion. I mean, I, I don't mind which one which one he picks. Either, either one is fine because uh, that's the way Bitcoin has worked and has always worked. It's the same problem that uh, people who don't like cryptocurrency have with Bitcoin or with other cryptocurrencies. If they ignore it, it's not going to go away. It's just going to keep getting better. But if they, the more energy and time they spend looking into it, the more they just give it legitimacy and, and credibility. And that same thing is happening with the BDC and Blockstream Brigade and Bitcoin Cash. Like for quite a few years, it's the community in BCH has been uh, busy having, you know, having its own problems, working out its own political structures and decentralized governance and so forth. And now after a year or so maybe a, you know coming up to a year and a half of, of just quiet and everybody working it's starting to produce results and even better than that it's it's getting on the threat radar of uh of, of samson mao as much as he wants to try and marginalize it i mean the fact is if he's getting two hundred thousand twitter followers clued in that hey look at what's going on with with bitcoin cash in st martin it's uh pretty pretty amazing to see so yeah jet any thoughts on this uh yeah i feel like this is like um mm, a very beneficial thing overall like so first off i think we're living rent-free in a lot of these btc maximalists heads which i love because i think they're paying more attention to us than we are of them and given the size of the communities there's despite the fact that there's a large amount of noise in both places the fact that we have so much signal that it's triggering like that's valuable and then i think back to we need to pair this tweet with mark cuban's oh bitcoin cash is a greater threat to the united states hegemony than bitcoin is and it's it's like Bitcoin be cashers. We we should realize that we have a much more uphill battle because it's not just against the United States hegemony, unless the United States hegemony includes BTC. But it's both of those things which are massive powers at this point. So, you know, keep keep that in the back of your head. But uh, I feel like we're kind of winning, even if it's just behind closed doors and in the shadows. Like, yeah. Well, it just it just it's it, to me it's just about. Yeah, we're we're just unignorable. That's the that's the fact of the matter, right? Is you know the obvious comparison is like I was talking uh, about on the last episode. Is then Bitcoin Cash has itself had Bitcoin SV kind of fork off and be their little you know little uh, smork, and most of they faded away into irrelevance. Does the Bitcoin Cash community spend a lot of time, you know, poking their fingers into what Bitcoin SV is doing? Not really, to be honest. And eCash, they've all done the same thing and you know that actually they're salty to us we're not sort of salty to them but then with btc for many years i think bitcoin cash for three years maybe while all this forum's got all this stuff people it was flowing the other way bitcoin cash was going what is bitcoin doing what's going on and when i started this show i talked about okay a lot of the 
you know the narratives are kind of running in parallel and 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 whatever and especially one year ago specifically we talked about the um the i can't even remember if that was if you were on that episode or if that was before you, you were on every episode or whatever but we talked about the the conference the bitcoin conference in in miami yeah and a lot of it is what is going on in you know bitcoin bdc and then how does bch kind of compare to that but in this last year it's it's flipped where it's now bitcoin cash is the one setting the pace and the bitcoin bdc crowd are starting to see what we're doing exactly like you said you know and i think this it's this same argument that samson is tweeting out that the price went down yeah but that was in the past you know the the past does not predict the future right the price of bitcoin bdc the price of any cryptocurrency goes down until it doesn't that's the whole that's the whole point just like it goes up until it doesn't you know a bubble can start at any time and at the same time a huge crypto winter can start at any time fundamentally crypto is super unpredictable and it's a trailing indicator right up it's because a lot of people are confident now whereas if if uh, some new project is showing promise that just slowly starts to get you know traction and then all of a sudden everyone else realizes wait the 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 puck has moved you know we gotta we gotta catch up to it yeah i think like i don't think anyone has realized how significant things like um like the new just op codes or schnorr signatures or even slp even with it like kind of dying out right now like i think all of those things really paved the way to be you know it's not just we're competing you know, with any one of these things now, like we're just scooping up everything and like this, we can do this too. Yeah, we can do this too. However you want to use it. We already have this parallel voluntary economy. Come, come try it out. Yeah. Imaginary username made a really good uh, tweet where he said, everybody always thinks that uh, BCH is the cheaper version of BDC and we can't blame them because that's what we've been telling them and it, it's true that that is largely what the community has marketed and branded itself as but he was saying look we we need to just change what we're saying and then everybody will start listening to that so his sort of off the top uh, offhand sort of suggestion was we should just start talking about a parallel or a voluntary economy which is what we're what we're doing and it would be such a stark contrast to the rest of the cryptocurrency economy because absent coins like maybe dash if you set them aside no other coins really doing that bitcoin bdc is certainly not doing it and the whole disaster in el salvador is proving that point in real time to you know (laughs) like the results speak for themselves basically which is so it's now been more than one year because it was or roughly one year since it was at that conference last year that this whole El Salvador thing was announced, right? Uh, so it's been it's been in the works for a full year and has it been a smash hit? Not really, not really. Like Mark Falzon went over there, he wasn't really that impressed. Uh, we had the nudge check it out, he also wasn't really that impressed. The only people sort of reporting on it favorably have been the BDC maximalists themselves. And so they were over there trying to like pump their narrative, but it only took a couple people to go in and check it out 
from an independent point of view. And then suddenly it was like, well, it's kind of happening, but there's a lot of problems. You know, people are not getting the education. People are just withdrawing their USD as, as soon as they can. Like a lot of merchants don't have the internet connection set up to use it. There was protests. A lot of people were like, why are you spending our taxpayer money on this? It's just been like problem after problem after problem. And in the exact opposite case, BCH finally has got its act together enough to stop you know, internal drama or stop worrying about what BC is doing and think, look, okay, let's just show them how it's done in St. Martin and St. Kitts. And it's been what, probably under two months. And that just seems to be just flying. Just adoption is just picking up. There's been great videos coming out. And as far as I know, there hasn't been a sort of as much of a negative lashback or at the very least the BDC crowd have not gone over to check it out and poke some holes in our narrative. Why? either they either they can't or you know they haven't got around to it because that would be even more an admission that we're leading the game and they're they're following along you know the only thing that i've seen that's been like i wouldn't even call it completely negative just like difficult to deal with is like i've seen people that'll go into a shop that has a bitcoin cash accept tier sticker and they'll ask the employees and the employees will be like, oh, no, that's just the manager that can, that can do that. Or it's just the owner or something. And the employees like the staff are uneducated. But even then, like if you have time in kind of availability with that person to have the conversation, then it's not difficult to be like, OK, well, here, let me tip you personally. And then maybe you can talk to your boss about how you can start to accept it. Right. And like the Bitcoin Cash Register app has that uh, functionality built in where the staff don't need access to the private keys, essentially. But I also think it's interesting that you have the um, BTC crowd going after these more financial tools like the Bitcoin bonds that are now delayed. Um, And like the BCH crowd is just like... (laughs) It's money. <laughs> you, anything that you can do with money. Uh, and I think like when you consider the the demographics of those things, there's a much higher percentage of the population that wants money than financial tools for more gambling. Like, it's already gambling inside of gambling. Like, do we need a third, a layer three gambling system here? Yeah, layer three, man. Well, that's that's that just touches on two points. So the first is, yeah, you're completely right, which is that the 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 whole point is Bitcoin is designed to work peer to peer in every way, right? The network is designed to work that way, but the marketing is also supposed to work that way, and the adoption is supposed to work that way. Where if you are just talking to individual people one by one by one, and that's something that the Bitcoin BCH community has has stuck to its guns on and it hasn't been really that noteworthy until until now because the bitcoin bdc strategy after the fork was okay we're going to go to the big banks we're going to worm our way into the corridors of power or whatever and team up with this dictator who who thinks that he you know can enforce it on his population or or whatever and in that sense one or two or five conversations there can you know make a big difference that can make a big headline billions of dollars being moved around michael saylor you know this that and the other right but the bch community have not done that 
Instead, they've stuck to the guns of just go to one person at a time and just talk to them. Okay, this is a wallet. This is how you send them some money. And it's amazing that the Bitcoin BTC community is probably 10 or 100 times bigger. And you think naturally that they would be then 10 or 100 times more effective at spreading that message just one by one by one. But they're not. <laughs> they, they haven't been at all. And you can even hear that in the episode that we did recently with with Brian Harrington, where he said, look, I as soon as I started to get on the ground and do this, guys, spending, creating a circular economy, trying to talk to people about that, he just got flooded with people that were just toxic and pushing back and having problems. And then he's in the situation that BCH was in, where it becomes about internal community conflict rather than fighting as a team to spread the message outwards, you know? Uh, absolutely. And I'm actually, I wonder how long, like, okay, so hypothetical, what about is I'm pulling out my ass? I, I can very well see Brian flipping himself at some point being like, okay, I can't, or I don't want, like, this isn't worth the mental health, uh, struggle essentially of having thousands of people at the whim of people like fucking Samsung or, the whole the huddle crowd right um i'm fucking getting distracted here okay so i i'm just curious if there's anything that i could do or the bitcoin cash community could do to help persuade brian because i think he's first off a fantastic voice and i think he's not being listened to enough inside of the btc crowd so i think if we could get someone like him to pair with the the videographers and the marketers the uh, marketeers whatever that BCH seems to have a pretty good uh, uh, community with like I think that would be a force to be reckoned with and it would quickly shut down a lot of this kind of conversation of oh well look at the charts look at the charts well that that's the thing crypto has just gone past the point of look at look at the charts because that's just boring that's just just, honestly it's just boring and we've had now three or four years well let me let me think nearly five years since the split of the btc community talking about the charts and talking about the price and sure when the price rockets up 10 or 20 percent every day it's pretty easy to be excited about it right everybody's getting rich sitting at home in their nice pajamas you know, feeling superior about the world, right? I, I, I got to say myself, I love that as well too. Let me tell you some of the most, for anybody who hasn't been in crypto long enough to go through a proper bubble bull run cycle, it, it gets you fired up. It's pretty fun. But the thing is that only happens once every few years for a couple of weeks. And then in the BTC community, as once that hype has vanished unless the gas is fully on the pedal at all times which of course it isn't then things just degenerate into haha the price is down haha the price is up where are the haters oh great the price is up oh great it's down the bulls the bear like it's just you can only have that conversation so many times before you're just like what are we actually doing here guys and that's why the all these other coins are just kicking off firstly because vcs are just shoveling huge chunks of money down the 
you know, uh, into the pockets of anybody who puts their hand up and says, I'll make a new coin. So that's happening. And that means there's a lot of money flooding in there. But the second thing is just once people get bored of talking about the price and they go, can I make transactions peer to peer with BTC? No, I can't. Can I build um, something on top of it? Great. Well, the only people doing that are Blockstream with Liquid and Lightning and all these other stuff which is a rube goldberg machine and anybody who's not already bought into trying to push that story gives it a go let me tell you as an engineer if you sit down for 20 minutes and it's not working you're just likely to think all right fuck this let me just find something else where i'm not uh you know scaling a mountain just to make hello world uh so i can I can see that just so much of the narrative, so much of the energy, the momentum and the, the talent is, has, has left BDC a long time ago. And it takes a while, but given a year, two years, three years, the exponential of all that effort starts to add up. You know, Being from Australia, when I was in high school, I remember I had, had to write an essay at one time, which was about, I don't know, it was about geopolitical trends or something like that. And I wrote about the brain drain in Australia. And Australia is a small, isolated island with not that much going on in terms of technology or innovation, right? Because all the industry is from, you know, coal and agriculture and stuff. So what that means is that Australia has a huge problem where people, you know, get educated in Australia and then they leave. They go and work for an American company or a British company or, you know, somewhere else in the world. Maybe they get hired in uh, Asia because we're on the same time zone. Like all this stuff happens and people move overseas. Australia has an enormous expat community and it's mostly the, you know, the highly educated like, uh, you know, career climbers and stuff that, that do it. And so that exact same thing has happened inside the, the BDC community. And that's what you're talking about is someone like Brian or in the past, everybody else who's in every other coin, like Vitalik, you know, is a classic example, right? He just he just left. Uh, BTC as a sort of nation is just undergoing this this huge brain drain. And it's now at the point where anybody who's smart just skips straight past Bitcoin. You used to have to first go into Bitcoin, figure it out, and then move on to a new project. But now people are just getting recruited in droves into all the other things. Yeah, even Parkst. And quick shout out to him, uh, that pocket.cash wallet is quickly becoming my favorite. Okay. It's, <laughs> okay. it's got right, Cash yeah. Fusion built in. It's got Smart BCH built in. You can connect to your own custom node and it can do like private filtering locally where it downloads a whole block. So you're not sharing uh, the Bloom filter with nodes and that kind of thing. Like, fantastic. And he to know that first off, he's younger than me and he also comes from BTC is like, that's a sign. The younger generations, and I'm already young, right? But the younger generations are like, nah, tried it. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, there's just nothing to be excited about. And yeah, it's exactly what you say. That that brain drain is is what matters because it comes from these other studies that I've seen, but it's pretty obvious, right? It's like people in their career, and if you're going to do something as a, as a job, you're actually going to make money out of it, then you need, it's not about the money. It is about the money, but there's money, mastery, and uh, I don't know, balance or something. It's like the three things that people want, right? So you can give somebody a higher salary, but that only goes so far. At a certain point, giving them more money just doesn't, doesn't work. They also want to feel like they're contributing to, that's what it is. It's money, mastery, and like contribution. People want to work on projects where they feel they're making a difference in the world and they will take a pay cut 
to do that. In fact, a lot of the devs in cryptocurrency could get paid more working for a bank, but they don't want to. Why? Because they can tell that's part of the evil empire. They want to be with the good guys. They want to be you know, changing the world and they want to be doing something exciting on the cutting edge instead of fixing up the bank's outdated infrastructure or enslaving more people in debt. They think, look, let me just let me join the <laughs> join the good guys on the wild west and that and that's what they do right and so as btc becomes kind of co-opted into that system which it has been they've they've lost the they've lost the magic that cryptocurrency had to begin with i can't remember the name of the like law but there's there's something where it's like the bad money drives out good money right and how much oh, of that think, yeah how much of that do you think is happening with because even bitcoin cash had a massive brain drain i remember like when uh avax first launched gabriel uh going over and um a lot of more of what's now the e-cash folks like having i mean they're working on avalanche post consensus thank you omar gresham's law yeah um oh i i <laughs> i lost it well, let but me yeah. jump in here while you remember. Like, yeah. So for people who don't know, Gresham's Law is this idea. Let me see what is stated here as a monetary principle st- stating that bad money drives out good. So basically the idea is that if we're trading in a society and there's you know, good money, let's say there's gold bars and there's shitty money like paper notes that claim you uh, those gold bars, but then the government's churning out these fake notes, then pretty quickly or at some point, maybe not even that quickly, people are going to start to realize what's going on because people know what good money is and they start to save it, right? So if I have a gold bar and I have a $10 note and the $10 note is supposed to be backed by a gold bar, if I have those two things and Jet says, can you pay me for some dev work? I'm not going to pay him with the gold bar because I'm going to think this gold bar is worth a lot of money. I want to hold on to that. In the future, this gold bar is going to be amazing. And so I'm going to give him my crappy note right but then he's in the same position which is he's going to think you know uh, so then more and more of the society starts to just save the the quality stuff and spend away the uh, the shitty stuff and the shitty stuff just becomes worthless because everybody gets the idea that this is this is decreasing in value the price of the actual gold bars is going to be rising as the price of the gold of the notes goes down and that's essentially what is happening at a global scale with cryptocurrency where the crypto market cap rises over time because more and more and more people do some work and then they either immediately uh, sell out their fiat currency and put it into crypto or they just increasingly just start working for crypto directly and you know hoarding in air quotes but saving their their crypto that they know is going to be solid in five years or in or in 10 years and then the actual uh, fiat money along with the fact that it's being pumped out um you know by the by the trillions is decreasing in value not only because of increased supply but because the demand for it is increasingly scarce to actually hold it uh to preserve wealth right so i guess my question is then is there a threshold to gresham's law where you have so much bad money in circulation where the good money becomes useless like it like uh i don't even know i don't know enough history to really have much of a like, well it sort of flips it. 
the 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 point the point of the the point of the story is, which I think a lot of people in BTC miss. I think this is kind of what you're getting at, uh, is that people in BTC know about this Gresham's law and they think that's why all this stuff about store of value and we have the hardest money and blah 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 blah. Right? That's what's that about because they're thinking, okay, this um we're going to be the good money which is going out of circulation because everybody's hoarding it up you know hodl uh and the bad money will be spent around and slowly uh become to worthlessness but the the key point that they don't understand is that there's a second chapter to this story which is the reason that people would hoard the gold and not the uh, paper money is because they know in the future people are going to trade the gold not in the future people are going to store the gold forever it's because they they can trade a or b now but tomorrow they will only be able to trade b because they know they're trying to get rid of a and they know that everybody else is eventually going to want to get rid of it too so it'll become worthless so the point is you want to have the best medium of exchange so that in fact the best medium of exchange will be spent less in the in the short term which is exactly you know what has happened with cryptocurrencies as everybody just dumps all their their money into it <clears throat> but then at the chapter two of this uh phase is that enough people have got the idea that the inferior commodity is going out of style and they start demanding only the superior one they won't it, they would you know at a certain point somebody becomes the last guy who just says i'm not going to be holding the bag why am i even working for this uh thing that i know is you know the bad money the that's being driven driven out of circulation so the good money wins in the end so when it's the gresham floor is bad money drives out good that sounds like the good money is losing but it's not it's in the short term the good money becomes saved and the bad money gets spent until nobody will accept the bad money and then suddenly the good money becomes the new uh, medium of exchange, right? So that's where the BDC crowd just, they don't understand that the transition to the second step is what happens in the end. And so they're so focused on the first step that they've forgotten that eventually they will still need to be a tradable commodity. Maybe this is why they're going for regulation, because then it's not just the battle between these monetary systems, but you have the power of the mandate, which we've seen works pretty goddamn well, right? Yeah, of course, it's just protectionist because they know they can't compete on a free market at at some conscious or subconscious uh, level. Yep. Okay, that clicked. <laughs> there you go that's why it's all about we're all about the free market until and that's why that's why i talk about you know we talk about the price every every week and all that but i think the bch is the best money and it's going to prove itself in reality i think that's exactly what we're seeing here in st martin's but the point is that i don't want bch to be insulated from the from the free market i don't mind that it has had this huge crash okay it's been devastating the community have it's been good for me i've been getting (laughs) more bitcoin cash (laughs) yeah exactly and over those last like i saw uh bitcoin jason he was talking about one of his episodes recently uh that he was like look where bitcoin cash is cursed by the five-year chart right there's a lot of uh trading sites and whatever whatever that show things you know up to the last kind of five years and bch is just getting to that point where it's just this huge crash but that's going to fade out given another six months another year another 18 months soon the bch chart will have reset to okay it started at 80 dollars, and then it's been climbing up you know 
Yeah, it's not going to matter, though. Like, this is going to be, like, I I wanted to bring this up earlier and got distracted. I have a big fucking problem with the crypto people that are like, oh, if you look at this time horizon, here's the high and here's the low. And when we just switch this little time frame a couple days, depending on the coin, we want to either boost up or talk shit. And it's become a completely useless talking point. Like, you have to realize, especially when it comes to the Bitcoin Cash chart, most of the people in Bitcoin Cash haven't been in it since day one. At this point, I don't think that's the case unless they were OG Bitcoiners. So, like that, that there were a select group of people that had to deal with the burden of that price drop. No one else has been affected by it. And like, if you bought in immediately after that horrible price drop, right, you would have made... 2x 3x now so the whole the time horizon for that chart conversation at all uh changes the conversation and it's fucking irritating to try and navigate because someone's got an agenda to even bring it up yeah and i mean the thing about that huge price crash in the first well it's exactly on this slide that we're talking about here with the uh, Samson Mao, as he was getting rustled about BCH, retweeting this, oh, look, the price has crashed. So if you've been getting paid in BCH this whole time, you've got wrecked. It's actually the the opposite to that, which is the reason that it got wrecked so hard was because all the him, all his mates, you know, everyone who was on the BTC side, they all cashed out. And of course, it was just selling pressure, just driving the coin into the ground. But the thing is, they're all now out. So if 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 BCH starts starts rising again, they're not just going to be scratching around in their pockets. Oh, look, I had a spare ten thousand BTC or five BTC or whatever. I'm going to cash it out now. It's it's the opposite. If the price starts going up, they are going to sort of miss out on those gains, and the community resources in BCH are going to start rising as the price of BCH rises. All these people in St. Martin who have been getting paid. Okay, you got paid. $20 here and there because you bought, you know, uh, groceries for that week or whatever. If, if, as that, if that then rises up to $25, people talk once they're getting rich, right? And that's how BDC initially uh, exploded so much because everybody was talking about we're getting rich, the huddle and all that, the, like the Miami conference that we saw last year. That's what it was all about. Max Kaiser on stage screaming, fuck Elon, while their price was going to the moon. Of course, people are going to be excited and hyped up uh, about that. But at a certain point, as the real economy sort of starts to kick into gear, as people valuing what they can actually trade and use to exchange, then that has so much more of a positive loopback effect than than not uh, than if it's all just you can get a, quite a long way, as we've seen. On I'm going to buy some and I'm going to hodl it, but you can't. You can't increase your prosperity beyond recruiting more people to the Ponzi scheme. And at this point, it's it's big enough that there is not lots of new people flooding in, which is why they're going off hat in hand to beg El Salvador. Uh, can you hold it over for a second? I got to use the washroom again. I've had yeah, too yeah, much coffee okay. this morning. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right. Well, can you just switch to the next slide then? I'll talk a little bit about that. Beautiful. Uh, all right. So... And on the next slide, uh, I, I sort of thought about this. Why was Samson so upset and what was kind of happening, you know, with him paying attention to BCH spreading adoption so fast? And I thought I thought about it for a day or two. I concluded, look, this is, this is actually a pretty big deal. So 
what I tweeted out in response was hashtag Bitcoin BTC have been mentally defeated as market leader. Despite incumbent advantage, they have voluntarily submitted to following, reallocating resources in attempts to imitate groundbreaking Bitcoin cash progress. Given time, price will reflect. And this is because, uh, like I talked about on that previous slide, Samson Mauhi had said it may be fixable. Plan Marcus is working on it. So Bitcoin BDC have their strategy of creating adoption in El Salvador and BCH have started creating adoption in St. Martin's. But things are going better in St. Martin's than in El Salvador. And to the point that it's got on Samson's radar and he's upset about it. Now, if he ignores that, then that's one thing, right? Because Bitcoin is the number one ranked coin. And so they set the part, set the pace for the, the markets. Things that Bitcoin BDC does to become the first country to be adopted here or the first crypto to hit a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, you know, those kind of things. That's what comes from being the market leader. The definition of the market leader is who is innovating at the who is at the forefront of innovation right and usually the company that is at the forefront of innovation also has the most resources which allows them to stay at the forefront of innovation until they start getting out competed by something that is so much better that it's able to leapfrog that resource advantage and this is what has started to happen which is that now bitcoin cash despite having 100x less resources or less is setting the pace because as soon as Bitcoin BDC start to follow Bitcoin Cash, which we've already kind of touched on, then in their head they've they've submitted. They know that they're not they're not the leaders anymore. It doesn't matter if we're number 25 on CoinMarketCap, number 30, we could be number 2000 if uh Samson Mao is retweeting our adoption at efforts. He's not doing that for Litecoin. He's not doing that for maybe maybe Ethereum. And that's another case where Ethereum is now is recognized as the market leader for DeFi and for these big protocols and whatever. They've just blown Bitcoin out of the water on that. So even though they're number two and not number one, so they're not number one in all of crypto, but they're definitely number one in DeFi because nobody even considers Bitcoin to contend in that. In fact, their community has tried to split the line and say, we're not competing on that. We're store of value, we're Bitcoin blah, blah, blah. And they've just completely conceded that ground to Ethereum. And now they're starting to concede the peer-to-peer cash adoption to to BCH. And so I it just makes me think of, there's this quote I really like, I think it was from some boxer or MMA fighter or something like that. And uh, what he did was he streamed all of his training sessions and everything. He was preparing for this big fight and the one of the reporters or the media or whatever came to him and said, look, you've just streamed all your fights, all your preparation, all your tactics and all that. Like, aren't you worried that the other guy is just going to watch your fights and just figure out how to beat you? And his response was, any second he spends watching my tape is a second he's not worried about his own his own plan. And so, so I, I just straight up don't care. Uh, and that's exactly what is happening here. And particularly in cryptocurrency, where there's no, there's not like some secret agenda. Like the whole point is your blockchain is transparent. To a certain extent, your community governance should be transparent. Uh, your marketing efforts have to be transparent because it's not like you can just secretly spread adoption, right? That's the opposite of what you want to be doing. You want to be making a big deal. Look, it's working here. Come check this out. This is really cool and exciting. 
So we there's no like secret secret stuff. If BCH is killing it and we're making a lot of noise about it, which we should be, if BDC start watching, they're exactly like that that competitor in the fight. That if they're watching our tape, they're not worried about our own. And that's why if Samson says he's was talking to his mate and his mate's going to go and fix it. Well, there's two options. Either his mate goes, yeah, yeah, they were all hype about that, but he doesn't follow through. He doesn't actually go to St. Martin and try and look into it, in which case, well, we're winning by default then because you're not competing. We're the only one there. Or he does do it and he does go over there and he does spend time arguing and whatever, whatever. And that's time that he could be spending creating the Bitcoin BTC island but he's not doing that if he's if he's busy wrangling around with uh st martin and when it comes to on the ground adoption bch just has a huge advantage because it's so much simpler it doesn't require all this lightning network all this bullshit it's just you teach people real peer-to-peer cash and they it goes great that's exactly what's happened the only reason it hasn't happened so far except for recently is that the community has been too busy fighting among itself too under-resourced, too busy looking back into the past, you know, uh, too too depressed and too, you know, all, all these all these problems. But they're all gone now, and it hasn't been very long. And suddenly, you know, big impact is is being made. I think we're still under-resourced, but the rest of that I agree with. Oh yeah, like we we are definitely under-resourced, but as as more of this um you know echo as as this starts to echo around the price of bch will start will start rising and that will massively increase the the resources of the community of the of the diehards it's just a yeah the price signal is is decentralized uh like naturally you know people who have bch as all of their wealth starts increasing because of bch they will think great this is uh this is what i need to spend more more time and time and effort on right and that's it's just this case that since at the time of the split when it was i don't know it was something like bitcoin was like two or three thousand dollars i think at the time of the split something like that uh maybe i have it completely wrong but the point was bch started out much lower and has not really gone anywhere and bc is basically 50 or 100 x since that price and uh no hang on that can't be right yeah no actually yeah yeah 50x yeah since that uh price yeah maybe it was in the thousand dollar range something like that anyway the point is they've had at least 10x wealth increase and yet are they crushing adoption and stuff no they should have they've had four or five years from 2017 to 2022 to prove that they were deserving as the market leader and that they were on the right side of the block size war, but they haven't done it. They haven't crushed us out and BCH is, is starting to make a, a kind of a comeback run. <laughs> it certainly feels that way anyway. Yeah. 110%. I am just kind of dabbling with this idea. Maybe a viewer can give me a little perspective on it. I'm wondering how many people do we have uh for this would be for any crypto but obviously i'm focused on bitcoin cash where they're a developer a user and a miner because we have a lot of developers and users or like miners and users but i don't know someone that fits the three buckets right um must be pretty few mining is pretty specialized yeah but like 
Uh, okay, how dumb of a decision is altruistic mining? I don't know. Pr- pretty. <laughs> I, I, my initial take is pretty dumb, but I sort of feel like it's a trap if I say that. It'll be like, no, we shouldn't have altruistic mining. I don't know. Hmm. Like the protocol is not is not built for altruism. That's why Bitcoin is successful because it relies on greed, which right. is very reliable and self interest, right? But the I, I, I is the angle that you're kind of going for that as as like we've seen in the past that price drives hash rate, but it's possible that hash rate might start to drive price if people get the idea that BCH is winning. Because let's say people who are mining BTC. They realize, holy cow, BCH is starting to kill it. I'm going to mine up some BCH, even if it's unprofitable, uh, to make sure I've got my little chunk of it. Or alternatively, they, they can obviously buy mine BTC and then uh, flip it over on an exchange. But maybe they think, look, let me just start getting some fresh BCH and making sure my mining rigs are all running nicely and stuff on the BCH network. Well, I wasn't thinking about this, and I'm kind of hesitant to even bring it up now so i was like okay i think whoever that person is should have uh a pretty significant voice and i know that there have been issues before between developers and miners where some miners were just like fuck this i'm out um but i think i i don't know so the only reason i'm bringing this up is just as an impulse i'm like i could buy a whatever the newest S whatever is. And then I have no interest in mining any other chain. Uh, So maybe even though I'd lose fiat dollars, I think given how low our hash rate is, given how little, I think, uh, competition before those price movements happen, I didn't phrase that right, but you get the point the more beneficial it would be to me, a little guy, to be like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the coins while I have that chance. Um, and then I also think that there's not enough... Like, miners are pretty hidden people. Uh, and maybe that's a smart decision. I would actually need to think about this more. But... Uh, well, now I think of it, it's like Jonathan Tumim is, is sort of one of the guys in that category I, he's been a bit off the radar for a while i don't know what he's been up to but he's certainly in the in that category where he's running the mining uh setup and stuff uh and he's also a, a dev and, and obviously he's clearly a user right so right uh like, he, he's yeah. doing the mining as a business though i remember i found his website last year and it's like you can essentially just rent out his uh his miners or his cabinets um Maybe I should, yeah, I'll talk to him more if I can get a hold of him. Um, sorry, this is. But I think, but I think it's kind of you know, I I actually personally sort of like that the miners are a bit a bit off the radar, and there was sort of some discussion in the Bitcoin Cash podcast Telegram chat about this uh, the other day a little bit about about the about the miners and was was the idea that Satoshi had that the miners would kind of protect the protocol and drive the decision making or as history has has shown they've kind of just taken a bit of a back seat you know they've sort of gone with okay we'll let the community hash it out (laughs) hash it out among themselves uh and then we'll just mine you know whatever the market kind of 
decides is the win. There ha- the the miners are just such an interesting aspect of cryptocurrency and of you know the Bitcoin forks specifically because they they they're pretty passive a lot of the time and they're busy making their money running their business you know it makes sense but on the other hand they are the ones with the most at stake of anyone in the entire ecosystem uh so it's kind of strange in some ways that they don't make more uh bigger moves or they're not uh more vocal but then also at at certain points they just really just put put the hammer down if they want to get involved right like happened with the bch and, and bsv split you know that sort of suddenly it turned into a big issue and then suddenly the miners were like a big part of what was going on yeah i know that this whole this part of this conversation is exactly part of the inspiration for ecash is uh uh ifp i'll be nice so that that comes down to that whole free loader free rider problem and i get that but like i think most maybe i'm being naive but i think most people that have uh, some thoughts and uh, consciousness you know they're not npc type folks would be like oh okay like I'm, I'm i'm not interested in just collecting my rent essentially and moving on um but i also know that vcs maybe aren't the conscious non-npc types so i don't know there's definitely a lot i i have to think about this more to be comfortable uh but hey i might be mining some bitcoin cash in six months to a year who knows yeah that that would be awesome right? definitely we haven't done on this show yet and we will do at some point just hasn't uh got in the backlog yet an episode about mining because i think it would be i'm not certainly not an expert in mining well hopefully we get in somebody who is actually a miner who can sort of explain a little about it but even just the the conceptual stuff of how mining works and how miners are supposed to be related to the ecosystem and all, all those kind of what has happened with the miners in the past, what can we expect in the future? All those things are, yeah, topics that I do want to dedicate an episode to uh, at some point, because there's, there's quite a lot to, to sort of un- unpacking that, but let's, let's hit the next slide here. We'll, we'll talk about miners a bit more the other day. Um, so yeah, some other day, but the, so, so Samson's tweets, this is all still from the same, day he was still popping off like it really got under his skin it was not he made this one tweet about uh roger ver doing nation adoption uh so much as it was literally about seven or eight uh tweets so he made this one here he retweeted this uh poll by bitcoin gandalf the orange who said who will win the nation state adoption race samson and bitcoin 72 percent roger ver and bcash 11.2 percent C results 16.6%. Now, this is amazing when you see something like this because this, I mean, obviously the Bitcoin Cash community felt like, oh, okay, uh, you know, maybe we'll get involved and we'll vote on this this poll. But even so, it's a 72% to 11%. So it's less than a seven to one lead buy a Bitcoin BTC Maxi's tweet. So obviously that's the initial audience that it's going to go out to more retweeted by Samson, one of the biggest BTC, you know, Maxi's. And so it's less than a seven to one lead, including the fact that 16% of people thought, you know what, I'm just going to sit this one out. Like, let me just see, you know, maybe they're undecided voters or they didn't have a strong opinion or they were just curious. 
but it's it's uh, you would not expect given like we said at the start of the episode the price ratio of one to one hundred and twenty four, but the community difference is nowhere near that big. It can't be uh, because so many people are the you know on the on the borderline. If you the the thing is the Bitcoin BTC community would probably be a lot bigger in terms of actual coin holders. But if you divide it down as to sort of ideologues, people who are on one side or another who have dedicated like I'm winning the war for BDC or I'm winning the war for BCH and not people who are just, ah, this is the coin I've got now. Maybe I'll swap to this other coin. Maybe I'll buy some Ethereum or some Cardano. You know, that's like the vast majority of people are kind of in that uh, middle ground. There's probably the, the communities in terms of the entrenched ones who are going hard every single day on one side of this battle. The ratio is much less than... Uh, 124 to one like maybe it's three to one or four to one or something i don't know uh but it kind of shows in this sort of poll also keep in mind that samson i didn't this tweet has not come across my timeline because samson has blocked so many like bitcoin cash folks so even with that and i've never heard of bitcoin gandalf the orange so even with that to see a uh, seven to one is pretty interesting for sure. I've never thought about that the difference between the price ratio and the community ratio and is there another metric that might be able to map out that like equilibrium or not equilibrium the uh like the metric that explains the difference? I don't know actually. And I I have been thinking about it because I mean that's sort of part of the fun, right? Is that it's a bit unknown as to as to what that is my my supposition is it's basically just based on logic right which is and it's basic observation right you can go to a cryptocurrency meetup and talk to people or you can go on twitter even and look at okay who are the big influences in in certain coins right and certain coins will have people who have you know five hundred thousand fault like samson man he's got two hundred thousand followers right and he's a known you know toxic bdc maxi type guy right but does that mean every single one of his followers is all in on bitcoin no a load of them are just know that he's a prominent guy in the industry and so they're following you know what what is what is he thinking and as well as that even if some section of his uh, audience like the probably the majority own some bitcoin btc that doesn't mean they're 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 stuck on that you know forever like the the key metric among coins and, and whatever is how many people do you have that are that are ride or die basically that's because those people have exponentially more impact on what the coin produces in terms of the development like a lot of the developers are pretty ride or die because that's it they've you know maybe not completely ride or die but they would have put a year or six months or two years into learning the specifics of a coin how that tech works so that they can build a wallet with it so that they can integrate into different services in the scene you know as they start to network with other devs and stuff like that you know so they're pretty they're pretty big and that kind of comes to that brain drain point that's why ethereum has been so good because it attracted so many people who were willing to invest you know their their time and money but then in a similar way you know businesses like exchanges or whatever they don't really have a dog in the race because they just think well we'll just support every coin and if the market moves to another coin well we're we're buffered against that right news outlets they also generally don't don't care except for coindesk who have been 
bought out by the same guys that own Blockstream, and thus they didn't report on this St. Martin news, which makes it even more interesting and even more important that Samson was upset about it and retweeting it because he was getting the word out there, even if uh, even if the news blackout was was on, you know. So I'd like, yeah, it's just the 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 people that are all like this podcast i'm obviously i'm all in on bch i'm not this is not going to be the bsv podcast or the nano podcast tomorrow it's just not going to happen i i think i'm i'm in for for bch i'd be starting again from from scratch right it's that kind of uh proof of invest proof of passion like i uh always always put it and the bch proof of if you judge bdc to bch by proof of passion like it's maybe not one-to-one, but it's pretty fucking close because even just the fact that BCH is still around after all this time, and that's why this tweet is important, Samson and Bitcoin or Roger Ver and Bcash, is because Roger has been, I'm going to put wrong in, in air quotes, He's obviously he was right the whole time, basically, but the, the point is, according to the market, he was wrong for all this time, but Samson can't get away from him. Five years ago, he was saying Roger Ver's an idiot and he's going to have his B cash and it's all going to go to shit. And then what happened? The price agreed with him and the price of BCH uh, got wiped out. But did Roger Ver give up? No, he's still there. And in fact, now suddenly it's back to one and one. You know, it's Samson's trying to adopt a nation, Roger's trying to adopt a nation. And it's just the thorn in his side that he just cannot get rid of. And that's the whole point of that's what BCH is. You know, BCH just can't get shut down. The longer it powers on, the more convincing it becomes as an underdog narrative. I want someone to clip this. Samson, you have me blocked on Twitter. So this is direct to you. Bitcoin will be cash. <laughs> we'll tweet that at him later. <laughs> I'll tweet. I'll tweet it at him. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get that clip in there. I hope the shirt triggers him too, because I remember them making fun of the shirt back in 2017. So, of course, let's all go. These shirts and hats. Yeah, all this, all the, all this stuff, right? And so we've got this tweet here where Samson and Bitcoin. So Roger, the community actually giving you know Roger and BCH 11.2 percent, 16 percent, you know, undecided. And then Samson followed it up with this other tweet where he said, all nine hashtag Bcash users are angry at me today for sharing Plan Marcus's video with the laughing with the speed of sweat uh, emoji. But this is just, this is, you know, it's amazing. That's That was the story five years ago. BCH are just this small minority that nobody really cares. It's, you know, it's like saying the you know, trying to be dismissive and marginalizing. But even this fucking poll had 1,300 votes and 11% of people voted for for Roger Ver and BCH, right? So on even just the poll, he retweeted himself 10 seconds earlier. It shows there's a lot more than nine BCH users. The fact that he's upset on Twitter about it. If there was nine, there's... He's gaslighting himself. Cap, Exactly. There's yeah. thousands of coins that legitimately have nine people. He doesn't even know their names. He's never heard of them. They weren't in the mix five years ago, and they're not in the mix now. But BCH is getting under his under his skin, and just the Streisand effect is it's just massive of of this uh, kind of thing. Maybe I just you know recollecting real quick. I don't think he's gaslighting himself. I think he thinks his audience is so stupid they won't realize that he's gaslighting them. I don't know if he's actually he actually believes this. Well, I guess he doesn't believe that there's there's only, you know, literally nine Bitcoin cash users, but I think 
he is he thinks the opposite to what I was saying just before. That to me, my mental model is, you know, let's say there's if out of a hundred people, there's you know five that are hardcore BCH people, there's fifteen that are hardcore BDC people, and then there's eighty that are uh, kind of you know gray. They're sort of in the middle, and they they might be slanted one way or another. But they're also it's a sort of a weak association. You know, they could happily flip back and forward, or maybe they reallocate. Okay, they were eighty, a hundred percent BDC, but 10% BCH, they just flip over a little bit because they can see the winds are blowing in that direction, you know, Chasing all that kind of thing. the profits or the community or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what it is that convinces them. But it's like, um, yeah, or it's like sports teams or it's like anything, you know, the actual number of people involved in Arsenal is, you know, however, however many it is, a couple hundred that are the players and the staff and the coaches and the managers and everything like that and then there's just this huge uh, group of people who are the fans right and some of those fans are diehard and they've been there for 30 years but some of them are also just the fans because arsenal is winning that season and then the next season they're with another you know they're following another team right so all those you can get a huge spike in your community size and volume and hype and how many people are retweeting you and all this stuff just once the wind starts blowing in your favor and the way it starts blowing in your favor is based on the competition of that small hardcore group. So even if BCH is outnumbered, let's say, you know, just as a hypothetical three to one in terms of hardcore people that get up every single day to fight for the coin. If even if it's outnumbered three to one, are we, are we more than three X's efficient? Yes, probably. And that's why the, that's why the narrative is starting to shift because exactly like this poll, you know, St. Martin's is there, and uh, and El Salvador is there. If BDC was working on nation state adoption, we didn't have the resources or the time or the community to fight that battle ourselves. Then it would be a different story. But it's still one to one, and these these tweets just highlight that. I have a prediction that I feel pretty confident about. Uh, if you'll entertain me for a minute, yeah, go on. I think Gary V is going to end up a Bitcoin casher, and the BTC maximalists are going to then. Uh, talk shit on Gary and say that he's a scammer, he's never done anything, he made his money from his dad, yada yada. Uh, and I say that because Gary really likes the underdog, first off. He likes people that are willing to grind it out. Uh, and I think his interest is mostly in uh, like NFTs at the moment. But I think he understands that the technology is the big thing, and it just takes time to build the social mm, network, let's say. So, who's Gary V? Am I Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh, a hundred percent. He's like a Ty Lopez character that's blown up in the past. Who's Ty Lopez? Like, oh my what? god! <laughs> I'm just way out of the loop. Hold on, hold on. Have you ever seen? I can't believe you've never heard of Ty Lopez. I've heard the name like once, but I don't know. Is he a rapper or is he a? Oh, maybe he's made some rap, but that'd probably be cringy. He, uh, he's like, um kind of like a like financial help guru i think he made his money similar to jeff bezos where he was like selling books online but now he mostly does courses he brings in experts in other fields and essentially like hires them to to sell their course for them um but he his his 
the reason he's famous is because he ran for probably like six months straight. And I still see a, uh, an ad every now and then, but he ran YouTube ads that were very, very like tone deaf and cringy where he'd be like, yeah, I'm just in in my garage with my Lambos. You know, it's all about knowledge. It's about executing on that knowledge. Uh, and people just shit all over this guy. Yeah. Um, but Streisand effect, and now he's famous. Absolutely. And I think Gary Vee is similar. Like, Gary Vee, I think when he first kind of hit the scene running, people were supportive of him. And then when he hit, like, the, the mainstream internet audience, which now is... It's the TV watchers from 10 years ago. People were like, he talks too fast. He's saying a bunch of nothing. And I think there is a bit of that. I think he's a little bit full of himself. But I also know that he cares. Uh, he really cares about his legacy. Um, and uh, I think, man, if him and Mark Cuban got together to have a discussion, like that'd be oh, shattering for a lot of people. It'd be fantastic. So well, my... yeah. My, my prediction is Gary Vee will be a Bitcoin casher um, and I'll give it like five years. Depends on what Ethereum does, I think, genuinely. Um, and then the BTC crowd will shit on Gary, despite the fact that if he was like, yeah, I like BTC, they'd be all over it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that's uh, a good point that I was going to tie into this, which is somebody like Mark Cuban or or whatever. I mean, we live in this sort of, you know, influencer culture, right? You only need to win over one or two of them and suddenly a lot of those dominoes start start falling, right? If somebody who already has a big platform becomes convinced, somebody who isn't part of that core group who's who's dedicated to a coin and they just say, look, I just weighed up the objective facts and they're winning me over. <laughs> like, what can I say? If you just get a, a little bit of that going. And a lot of the people who have done that for BTC, like Paris Hilton, I think was uh, a classic example of that, which I think was also around the same time of the conference, right? Of the Bitcoin. Wait, what did Paris uh, Hilton do for launches. BTC? Well, she put laser eyes on her Twitter picture oh. and said like, I've been investing in Bitcoin or something like that, you know, but and nobody's, nobody's uh, convinced by that in the sense that nobody thinks, Oh, Paris Hilton. Well, she was busting out the, the laptop and she coded up a node implementation and she's loving, but it's like, obviously, I, I mean, she might not have been directly paid in the sense that, you know, it wasn't like just hired for marketing. Like she probably does actually believe herself you know, to some extent in the kind of general premise of decentralization or whatever. But the point is nobody thinks that she is in the same category as Samson Mao, who spends all day every day working on Bitcoin. Instead, Bitcoin was just like something she brought up for for a bit. And so when you have those, you know, that's the kind of influences that have been going for BDC. But the ones like Elon Musk, Mark Cuban, whatever, it's kind of like, well, there's Bitcoin. Yes, there's some Bitcoin, but there's plenty of other good coins. Like big blocks might might be a thing. They always talk about, oh, the block size war, like that always gets a mention. Nobody ever comes out who's big into technology or whatever and looks into it and says, even Michael Saylor, oh, well, we already decided back in 2017, nobody overlooks this history you know i know i like uh lex friedman he hasn't brought any bch folks on but every time there's a cryptocurrency related guest he's like 
he always there's always something like you can see the hesitancy when he brings up the block size debate and he'll listen and whatever that's fine but like yeah i don't think he's convinced by any any of that um he, he does bring it up every time pretty much yeah Paris Hilton also doesn't give a shit. Like she was on Jimmy Fallon showing off her bored apes. So Yeah. Those exactly. laser eyes were just a social gimmick. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's 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 what all this is, you know? Yeah. Oh well not all of it. But the anyway, the point I'm making is that the it's about the core group of people hustling for each coin. They're the ones really duking it out and with just a massive crowd of of you know, spectators on the on the sideline uh who who are the ones who move the market right because the people who are all in they're making the project but then that signals to everybody else and then suddenly they dump you know into one coin or into another coin and and the the price rockets up like with dogecoin after elon said i freaking love dogecoin you know that's exactly exactly what happens so if we hit the next slide then so we've got even more of these (laughs) tweets from samson being upset about uh bch so he he made this weird tweet which says even kids know bcash is not bitcoin and he tagged uh some other person that he knows so I, it's not his kid as far as i know he doesn't have kids but it was somebody else who likes bitcoin bdc and has this this kid and so the kid made a a video kind of laughing and saying bitcoin cash is not bitcoin and then the kid says oh my mum really likes to argue with people on the internet or something like that and it's like the the whole point was that the kid didn't didn't know or didn't understand anything about it. It was literally just their mom told them, "Hey, can you make this video so I can wreck some people online?" And the kid just thought, "Ha ha, it's my mom, all right, whatever," you know. And I just found this so funny because we have in the intro we have Miles from Ryan Giffen's kid, and Ryan says to him, "What's that was completely unscripted." You know, what's yeah. your favorite? He just walked into the room and it was like, what's your favorite kind of Bitcoin cash? And you could probably fucking tell you about the block size war, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> this kid, it was just like conscripted to virtue signal on the internet. And nobody's convinced by this, especially not when he forgot to chop out the second half of the clip. Like, oh, my mom just likes arguing on the internet. That didn't add anything, you know? I think it speaks volumes about the different just the difference in what i would assume what i'm interpreting as parenting styles also speaks volumes about the difference in the coin preference like you have a voluntary association and education and whatever versus hey mommy's fighting with some people online sips a glass of wine i really need you to say this again for me yeah just fall into line like the sort of top down it's uh... that um devouring mother we're seeing that now with uh btc folks it's not going to be pretty this kid i feel bad for yeah this kid well i mean they and that's something that's going to be amazing you know as cryptocurrency plays out over the next five or ten years i mean the majority of people like i said are in the you know in the gray so it doesn't really matter as much for them but there's going to be a whole generation of kids that grow up with their parents who were all in on you know this coin or that coin and some of them are going to be bust and wrecked and they're going to be like my parents picked the wrong coin and now they put all their money into it and now they're done and that's that's it we're wrecked and some who are like you know what my my dad got it right and and now that's why we're rich and shit because when i was five years old and he was telling me about all this stuff well now i'm 15 years old and after a decade you know it was in the right one and it exploded right so yeah we're just gonna we're going to see, you know, that's going to play out. Some of those kids are yet getting caught in the crossfire and 
and that uh, sucks for them. But I had the exact same thought as you that it's it's really just the difference in community mentality is literally imprinting itself uh, onto these onto these kids. And so then we have this other tweet. So he was still tweeting. This is about like eight tweets or whatever it was in in a couple of hours once he found out about this St. Martin's joint. With folks like this going door to door, I'm glad Samson Mao is out there too. This is from AJ Nobody, uh, who Samson retweeted. Uh, it's we're from the uh, we're from the official delegation. We'd like to tell you about shit coins, and it's these kind of door to door salesmen. And looks like somebody's face edited on at the back. There. I don't really I think know that's who that Brock is. But... Pierce. All right. Well, I think <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of a weird one there. I don't really know what the in joke is about that. But the he was still this week. It was still on his mind the idea that wait a second, other coins are not just sitting around. They they're getting work done. They, I mean, he is it is accurate in the sense that yes, Roger Veer and these other Mark Falzon and whoever was in. Um, you know, St. Kitts Sunny was just showing up and, and saying, guys, look, let me tell you about it. But that's the hard work on the streets that gets a coin adopted, like we talked about before, just face-to-face, one-to-one, let me educate you on what's this about and why is it important and why is this coin better than that coin and all, all those stuff. And so for Samson, it's easy for him to be dismissing this as, you know, shit coin nonsense, but he can be as salty as he likes. The fact is it's still going on and it's, that's just his perspective. The exact same thing is happening in reverse where he is uh, is doing that to El Salvador he's, or to other places. You know, he's going and telling them, hey, guys, this is Bitcoin. Listen to me, please, you know, get on board with, with what I'm on about. And just the, this whole scenario of all these different tweets, it was just, it was so fragile. I, that, that's what amazed me. I didn't realize that we're so close, like that BCH is punching above its weight this hard uh, in terms of the market cap because he got so upset. <laughs> it was just one video that happened to catch his attention. That was it. That was all it took. I, I would have thought the first video, he would ignore it or the second video, he would, maybe he has ignored a couple of videos already and this one's finally the one that that pushed him over the edge. I think the phrasing is pretty important in the second meme there. The official delegation. A delegation of what? And what are we representing here? Peer-to-peer electronic cash? <laughs> well, I guess we're we're representing... Uh, well, obviously we are representing people, but I think the idea is that official delegation as though it's some kind of centralized VC type coin. But yeah, BCH that- is not that. And that's that's what the years of getting wrecked in the market have proven because usually if you have a coin, which a VC buys 95% of the supply and they r- run it up the market leaderboard and then the <laughs> SEC gets involved or the, you know, the company CEO does a shitty job or whatever the hell happens and it all melts uh, down into a disaster. Well, all the rats jump off the sinking ship and that's the end of it. It doesn't survive the next market cycle. But BCH is clearly not that. It clearly is decentralized because it just keeps trucking along. There's no there's no point at where it just blows up and falls apart and it goes away. It hasn't happened. Yeah. It would make more sense if the dude was like a recognizable, the other guy in the back there was a more recognizable Bitcoin cash person. 
Yeah, but even exactly. knowing that, like, Roger hasn't been active on Twitter in over a year at this point, I'm pretty sure. Everything that he's been doing has been, like, on his own. So. Yeah, exactly. He's just been quietly putting in the work. And that's, that's, that's what this is all about. That narrative shift is that the BCH community got the message. I'm so glad that we finally figured it out uh, because there's no going back on this. Is We need to stop you know complaining about the past and about this happened and that happened it's also lucky that it's just been long enough now that the brands have diverged right originally bch was still in the orange it had the weird uh wings but it was uh you know tilted the same way and the community wasn't sure and who was who was floating in and out and who'd picked a side and whatever but now it's like it's bitcoin cash people there's still a little bit of when people say, well, how is it different to Bitcoin? That's when you kind of explain what happened a little bit. But it's like you just your opening line is this is Bitcoin cash, this green B looking up, bam, this is what it's about, right? It doesn't start with let me tell you about Bitcoin and then let me tell you about Bitcoin cash. No, now it's just Bitcoin cash. I'm going to give you some cash like money, right? And that that is starting to work. It's kind of magic. And so, yeah, obviously... Roger got the message and I think the whole community has, and that's been amazing. Uh, and that's why in the first five or six months of the show, a lot of it was about what was going on with Bitcoin BTC. And then there was a point where I said, look, things have started to change. I even talked about it on the Christmas episode, I think. And now where, yeah, now it's flipped. Now BCH is trailblazing and BTC is starting to sort of trail along for the ride. Uh, certainly Samson is. And Shawgate's not even here yet. Yeah, exactly. So, the, okay, so let's answer a couple of these questions uh, from Alex Perenkin. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but uh, he had these questions. I don't know if he was just trolling or whatever, but it's all actually relevant to the discussion. So when pump, well, we've already seen it. It's already not already, it's over, but we started to see it from last week to this week. BCH got a nice bump on this news and there's going to be plenty more good news coming. So not really too worried about that. When Shargate, well, like we've been talking about, the uh, the that's going to be the May upgrade is for the bigger integers and the native introspection. Uh, on yeah, I don't know the bigger integers at least um, is in May, and then Shargate is Kui Wang said by about September, so that's in the pipeline. When you fork, it's not happening. That's that's key. Is that I said. When I started the show, I didn't think there would be another fork. I think people have got on the same page. There's been enough. If you want BDC, you want BSV, you want eCash, all those options exist. You can go and get involved with them. But if you want BCH, you, you've very deliberately picked BCH at this point, you know, and there, there hasn't been any fork drama this year and there doesn't look likely to be any. And that's great because we're... That's that's how the community is now, you know, congealing and starting to fight as a, a team again because it's not working out these internal problems, right? The only thing that I've seen that would give me an idea of a potential fork was the Bitcoin Unlimited folks being like, we want to... But that's not like, oh, there's a fork coming up and we're separating chains. That's, we're going to create a new token essentially, right? So I... Yeah. It didn't last very long either. It didn't no. didn't it was only like a couple of days that that was on the agenda, and then it was. I don't even know if they did it or not. It doesn't matter. It hasn't been a big story. Yeah, like 
I'm going to be kind of arrogant here, but I haven't seen Bitcoin Unlimited do much in a while. Well, they still had a bunch of Bitcoin BTC. That's what I never understood. They they had some weird system where their treasury was like partly in BCH, but then partly in BTC, which turned out to be the right move over a long period of time. But at a certain point, they surely must just figure out like, you know what, let's just dump all our BTC and just buy BCH. And oh, the but then it's got to go through a vote. Up, uh, okay, well, maybe they've got people, I don't know, blockading that or being pragmatic about it or whatever. I don't know. But I don't know. Just seemed just seemed like there was a few things that I was like, this just kind of doesn't make sense, guys. I don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah, all right. So next slide. Uh, basically, uh, and we'll be yeah wrapping up the theme of all these topics. After all this, after all this salt about St. Martin's and about we're going to send people over to St. Martin's and we're going to be then uh, at this exact same time, Samson was landing in El Salvador to pump these or organize or whatever the hell he's doing with these volcano Bitcoin bonds, right? So he lands there and he's like, never mind about these B-caches and their stupid Samson. We're going to launch the volcano bonds to the world, which they've said on multiple times. It's oversubscribed. We've got 1.5 billion of capital coming in. Blah, 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 blah. We're going to shake the global markets. People are going to be amazed, etc. But then actually immediately it turned into El Salvador postponing their Bitcoin bond. And apparently now they're not going to do it. This was going to be the big launch of all this stuff was going to, they have some conference going or something in El Salvador. There's a bunch of them there, Max Kaiser, Samson Mao, whoever else. And that uh, CZ is there. So I don't know. He's in the mix <laughs> somehow. So that's actually pretty interesting. I, I'm sure he might be shaking it up a bit. Um, but they were going to do this whole bond launch. And now the bonds are off the menu. And there was sort of these various excuses. And this has happened. And we've got to move it back this year and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe it takes longer than they were expecting. A lot of things are like that, especially government bureaucratic things, especially of such a large financial scale. Who knows? But this uh, external commentary from Reuters and from other places was just kind of like El Salvador, which is already not the most credible of international nations, is busy just destroying its own reputation, not only having started this whole Bitcoin journey as a top-down authoritarian thing rather than a grassroots movement. But to add on to that, they've now made these big, they've taken it up a level with these Bitcoin bonds and they're not even doing it properly. You know, there's more problems and issues there so the more time uh, samson mouse spends worried about his bitcoin bonds and about you know bch adoption in st martin that's just all time that he's not spending spreading peer-to-peer adoption so good good luck to him i you know I'm, <laughs> i just i just i just think it's great i just think it's great he can he can worry about that i, I hope it works out for him all right that's 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 enough about that. That's enough about Bitcoin BTC. So on to the next slide. We've got Bitcoin.com and this is another one. So Roger's been busy spreading adoption in some months. And while he's doing that, well, Bitcoin.com is coming out with some bangers. Completely uh, new project that they announced, which has been on the agenda, I guess, or it's been hyped up for a couple of weeks. I didn't uh, put that into the show, but it was this thing called Verse with a astronaut next to this shiny kind of portal thing uh, and nobody really knew what it was about where well, they dropped the details so 
It's a new ecosystem token that will plug into their existing wallet and exchange. But as part of it doing the announcement, which was kind of a bit confusing because they sort of announced everything that they were doing where half of it was stuff that they already had. So there was kind of a bit of a disconnect between, well, what bits of this are actually new and what bits are just things that you already have. Uh, But anyway, the point is that they have launched this new or they're going to launch this new token. And as part of this token, which is going to tie together the wallet that they have and the exchange that they already have, they're also going to make their own decentralized exchange on Smart BCH. So they're going to add another competitor to MissSwap and to TangoSwap and Tropical.Finance and whatever these other ones are. And they're also going to uh, launch a Visa debit card, which pays you back rewards in this token. So you can uh, like BitPay or I think Coinbase or like a couple other companies have these where you basically you can put crypto balance on your card, but then you can go and spend it at MasterCard and Visa uh, point of sale things and it basically just sells your crypto and gives the merchant their their fiat at that at that point of sale right so um you know this was kind of an interesting one like the 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 decks part of it i'm not super excited about that specific aspect of it because we've already got five or six dexes so i mean it's better to have a dex than not have another dex but on the other hand it didn't seem really that great of an innovation uh but the debit card i like the idea of that because we'll wait and see about the implementation but i'm i'm a potential customer of that for sure like if that's an option where i can just load up a bunch of bch and then spend it at uh these mastercard merchants that i don't even need to hold fiat until you know we can get a bit more peer-to-peer bch adoption going sign me up for that that sounds all right and the uh, Verse token is initially going to be on Ethereum, but with their plan was to expand to Smart BCH and other chains as well, uh, you know, as as necessary as they kind of get along with things. So I, I would give this rating about eight point five, or maybe a nine, yeah, maybe more like an eight point five out of ten uh, in terms of the hype that they did and then what they kind of delivered. So overall, it looks it's pretty solid. I like it. I like that they have a DEX, even if that's a bit meh. Like these things have obviously got to be planned up front. So maybe they had that more in the pipeline before a lot of the other DEXs even started or, you know, grew to prominence or whatever. So, or maybe they just want to be thorough and just make sure that at least their ecosystem is not going to get wrecked if one of the other devs like rugs, you know, so that that redundancy it's not really a problem so it's good to have it uh and i really like the visa debit card because i could definitely see myself uh getting involved in that so overall pretty pretty solid uh announcement of stuff that they've been working on the reason i didn't give it like a 9 9.5 or 10 is there just wasn't any killer element to it that really made me think like wow that's awesome which would have been something like we've also hired a team of 10 specialists to parachute into whatever city and just start spreading you know saint martin style adoption there or just something like that something or we've i don't know got a hollywood executive who's going to make a cryptocurrency movie or like something like that uh which i'm not necessarily expecting which is why they can get a pretty solid rating without it but to get a 10 uh, it would have to be be something like that and overall I think it's a very, very positive sign 
for BCH because it just shows that the community is modernizing fast. Like BCH was behind the eight ball in terms of the community looking backwards and blah, 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 all the like problems and internal tensions. But in the last 18 months since it's, since the uh, eCash fork, the approach has changed. Like the community has realized, you know, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And what, what have we got now relative to Bitcoin BTC, which is still on its same old store of value and they added taproot. Well, we've now got smart BCH that's going to be coming up to its sort of one year anniversary. That's been running great. So we've got a whole EVM ecosystem going. We've got stuff like Bitcoin.com figuring out okay let's stop sort of banging the drum of bch is the real bitcoin and instead let's let's start dropping some killer projects that help people make money and give people real reasons to get excited and then as part of that we'll get them you know we'll uh what's it called we'll trojan horse them into the into the bch economy so i love to see that and i just love that the company has obviously figured out we need to be one step ahead, right? We need to stop being a step behind and we need to start being a step ahead. And that's what we're seeing from them. And I think that's what we're seeing from a lot of the ecosystem uh, fundamentally. And so, yeah, you just love to see it. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this uh, big announcement? It's cool. I probably won't use it. I need to know two things first. Uh, And that is the KYC stuff. And then uh, is it going to be like there? I've... So many cards I've tried to get, especially when I first got into crypto. Uh, And it's like, Canada is a very low-priority country, it seems. I think the Crypto.com people, but as far as I know, they're also based in Canada, are the only ones that, like, have a working card. But I don't like this, like, we have a special token for our card. Like, just fucking give me Bitcoin Cash on it. Like, why are we doing... Aside from, well, maybe to make some money as the company, but like, I just take, just when you form the transaction, add your percentage in there. Like, I don't know. Well, it's I don't cool, know I mean. but I've seen a lot of stuff like this, and so far it hasn't benefited my life whatsoever. So for them to be different, in my mind, they have to either do something about the KYC requirements or make it uh, much more available globally. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't. I don't hate as much on the whole token aspect. I agree with you. When I initially saw this, I also thought, like, come on, guys, do we really need a token? Like another just... goddamn token. Isn't, isn't that the whole point of this whole BCH aspect to it? You know that everything, like Luke Pryor was saying last week, it's just all interoperable. It's all BCH. It's all going into one thing. Can we just stick with that strategy? But I have to give them a bit of leeway on that because like i said it's about modernizing the ecosystem and clearly the rest of the industry is going in that direction and obviously finding some success that's why they keep doing it so it does kind of make sense that you know starbucks have starbucks rewards points and so on and so forth right and by the way same thing right uh sorry i'm gone those starbucks starbucks rewards expire i know this i bought a starbucks gift card with bitcoin cash and uh got a decent amount of points and then i just got an email this week that was like gone you didn't spend it <laughs> yeah you didn't use them quick enough <laughs> deleted yeah yeah that's the worst thing about those and that's also why if you give people 
for the birthday and stuff you know sometimes people give you like gift cards or whatever and it has you've got to be careful about that because it has a six month expiry or a three month expiry or even a one year expiry and then it starts charging a monthly fee like it's just ridiculous yeah yeah. so i mean there's there's this token direction i can i can kind of see it i can't hate on them for 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 going down that route because maybe it will be cool you know maybe and what I do like about it is that they're launching it on Ethereum, which, I mean, to be honest, who is paying all these Ethereum fees? Are they going to be paying Ethereum fees to use this Verse token with Bitcoin.com? It's funny. That I, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I hardly pay any fees on my actual Visa or my MasterCard. So why in the hell? What's the yeah, incentive what for me to get this card, I think, is the big question. Because I don't yeah. care about the token. I'm not interested in giving KYC to yet another company. Uh, yeah, Canada's weird about crypto in general, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And those three things are like a make or break point for me. Yeah, but I, theoretically, though, the launch on Ethereum, I guess they picked that for a reason to add credibility or whatever. And then if that helps people to kind of see, oh, I can use, I'm fired up about Verse for whatever reason, and I can use it. Hey, look, there's two options. There's Ethereum, $5 transfer fee, uh, and there's Smart BCH, $0.001 fee. Let me pick the Smart BCH option. I can, I can that see I can that see. soft sell, you yeah. know? So that's that's where I, I'm, I'm loving this. Build it out on a worse off option so that in three to six months you can be like, guys, we've got this new cheaper of it. That's the exact same thing. You put no effort into transitioning over. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, and then you get that's that. That's the same thing that uh, Josh Elthorpe has been doing with his uh, project. What, what's it called? Clementine's Nightmare. Clementine's Nightmare. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. And he was talking about that the other day where he said, look, we've got this Ethereum project. We're launching it all on Ethereum, but then we're also having some smart BCH tie ins. And that's. That's smart. This is an, another area where the industry is starting to figure it out, which is that the BCH team are thinking, you know what, there's already a lot of people in crypto and a lot of them are not that wedded to whatever they're doing. We've got a better option, but they don't know about it. So let's just do something that kind of mixes them together and then just makes them say, ah, look at this. You know, <laughs> have you ever have you tried this flavor? And then once they're once they're in, they just discover it's better and then they don't want to leave, right? So I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I've been hyped right. about Clementine's Nightmare for a couple of years, but it, when it first launched, it was all invite only and I couldn't be asked to wait around the computer. So I'm just waiting until it's like open to the public and then I'll give it a shot. But yeah, I, I feel like, I think I got some insider knowledge on this years ago and I've been so hyped for Josh and to see him actually launch it and for it to take off has been fantastic and congratulations. Shout out. Uh, BCH All-Star right there for sure. Okay, next slide. Let's... Uh, all right, so yeah, I guess we already kind of touched on on a lot of this, uh, but I thought, look, let's talk about the flipping because I it's been a long time since we've put an episode focused on it or, or discussing it. I thought this is a pretty perfect time to do it. Are we going to be flipping BC tomorrow? No, but a very, very big uh, but... The narrative is still shifting. And for anybody who is new to this show, I do recommend that you go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast, which is about the flippening and the history of all that. 
and uh, just take a listen to that and think that that was in January of, of 2021. And it might be interesting to hear, especially, you know, if you didn't listen to that at the time as to what we're talking about now versus what I was talking about then. Uh, and just the, the whole mission of BCH to become the global reserve currency, I feel is basically going to be divided into two eras. There's going to be the, we're number one crypto and we're taking over fiat currency and there's, you know, the the prelude to that, the prequel series is where where we are now, 26 on coin market cap. We got to get to number one. We got to uh, take out BDC first. And this whole idea of the flipping, it started with with BDC and BDC, and it did kind of nearly happen uh, when it did have that first initial price run up to four thousand dollars or whatever it was, and it was starting to really get into the territory of everybody thinking, wait, is this actually going to happen? But uh, for a variety of reasons, including the exchanges, there was a lot of problems there. And it was the first time there'd been a big fork like this because the Ethereum fork, which had happened earlier with Ethereum Classic, was very different. So there was just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things. And in the end, it didn't quite get over the line. But it sort of showed the potential. And that was the dream of the community. And we're still here now, five years later, and that dream is, is still largely alive. And clearly the, clearly the threat, we're clearly within striking distance because if we were out of the picture, Samson Mao wouldn't be retweeting what's going on in St. Martin. That is, that is for damn sure. So I think we're going to see a very interesting insight into how the market is with the Bitcoin conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's like the start of April uh, because we, like I said, that was one year ago. And one year ago, the BDC was ascendant. It was on the rise. El Salvador was coming up. Trump's, the, the price was skyrocketing. Laser eyes was all the rage. One year later, there wasn't a lot of payoff for that. You know, the price died off. A lot of people sheepishly shelved their 100K laser eyes. 100K didn't come around. Adoption in El Salvador has been patchy at best. And the market has powered on with all the other coins. BDC hasn't really gained back a lot of uh, dominance or a lot of clout in the in the market size. But meanwhile, BCH has been doing doing pretty good. All the things we've talked about. Smart BCH has now been ticking over for a year. There's been no fork drama. Peer-to-peer adoption is starting to go on and i think the content in the community i think is also sort of slowly starting to find its footing there's this podcast of course but mark Felson, i have to give him a huge shout out he's been doing a massive amount of work hayden otto has uh, come back from a bit of a hiatus and he's been doing smart bch uh content those so the kind of the foundations are being built together for a big surge or for a big change in momentum because if you aren't part of the bch community and you don't know anything about it and you're not involved and you think what is all this all about why is why am i hearing about this maybe not this time but maybe when samson retweets us again in three months or in six months there's going to be just a a tipping point of the narrative where people more and more people think what's going on here why is this constantly in the in the news right if BCH was as irrelevant as Samson claims we are with only nine users, he wouldn't be tweeting about us. And uh, yeah, people are going to get that idea eventually. So 
I really, really am so eager to see his reaction to that clip. Like, I think, I think it'll be bothersome enough. It, you know? Oh, I don't know, man. If he gets so irritated with, with Roger getting adoption, I think the co-opting of his, his narrative and his phrasing will be painful for him. And I think also knowing that he's had me blocked for so long. I don't, maybe he doesn't know my face, but either way, it'll be a, a beautiful moment for me, personally. And I think... Well, yeah. Oh, I hope it's public too. Like I hope other BTC folks see first off how ecstatic I am over the whole thing and how triggered he's getting. I think that, you know, if people can read between the lines will also be valuable. Yeah. I think, I think they can. I think BCH is just, it's just still in the game. It's still in the race. And that's that resilience. Just, it just echoes around the around the world right five years after the fork is what we'll be coming up to in august and at that point it'll be like if we were gonna die and be gone it would have happened by now right it would have we would be a disaster there would be a mess but even despite all the problems ecash has split off bsv have split off and they're just plummeting down the rankings they're just getting less and less real and nobody cares but BCH is still in the mix. And even if there's 15 or 20 coins, you know, that could probably get filtered out of the coin market cap and nobody would even bat an eyelid or notice, BCH is not one of them. So, you know, yeah, maybe we're not, like like I said, everybody should not be getting excited for flipping BDC tomorrow. But it, it all started <laughs> uh, January 20, 23rd, 2021. And the flame is the flame is slowly starting to starting to burn i think all right cool next slide then what what else we got on the agenda today let's see oh community comment of the week here we go full time bitcoin uh also in response to this kind of st martins blah 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 you know that's the thing once once one person gets going it spreads around to everyone it takes up so much mind share in all of the community, like I was talking about with, if you're watching us, you're not focused on your own plan of attack. Well, this is exactly what happened. Uh, Samson started all this tweeting this guy full-time Bitcoin said, if you ever want to feel really smart, go on slash R slash BDC for a few minutes. It's that exact same thing. If he's whatever time he's spending worried about what's obviously valuable conversation is happening in our BDC, or he wouldn't go there even to laugh at it. That's the classic of the butt coiner subreddit is, their whole thing was haterade and five years later, 10 years later, who cares? They were in there laughing and jeering at us, but crypto has just kept powering forward and they look like idiots. The longer it goes on, they just look stupid. And if this guy is not reading slash r slash Bitcoin, he's reading slash r slash BDC. Well then maybe we're not so stupid actually, actually, <laughs> you know, if we were so stupid, he wouldn't, he wouldn't bother. We, I barely check in on our Bitcoin, uh, you know, so it's just that Streisand effect kicking into into gear, and once again proving that it's nothing like the the tiny little fish that's out of the race, like they constantly say it is. If you're smarter than us, you don't need to say it. It would be self evident, but clearly it isn't. All right, next slide. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this will be a good one. All right, meme of the week. 
This comes from Real Boss Baby. Let's let's get this clip going. All right, everyone, have a listen to this one. TikTok uh, clip, which went viral on Twitter a little bit as well. Okay, first serious piece of financial advice I'm going to give you, minions. Bitcoin f-ing cash. Why Bitcoin cash? Because it has actual utility. So I live on a beautiful island where people generally don't have access to credit cards and bank accounts. So traditional payment apps don't work for them. And I can't tell you how annoying it is to have to pay all these in cash. So what I'm saying is this is going to spread and Bitcoin cash will likely become the payment app of the second and the third world where there's a whole lot of population. Now let me give you an example. This weekend, I paid for a hooker in Bitcoin Cash. Now, if you can't see the f***ing utility in that, then go f*** yourself because you are a dumbass. So, Alex, there's uh, the answer to your other question, I guess. You can pay hookers in Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. Cash. You should, uh, you got to DM this guy and <laughs> get to the get to the source of what's going on. Uh so the you know this this from at real boss baby on TikTok who's real also boss daddy, on, oh real boss oh yeah real boss daddy or oh, whatever okay real <laughs> boss daddy then uh, on on TikTok and I looked into uh, a little bit of his other clips so it's this guy who's in his early thirties I guess or mid thirties who's chilling on some island and he does lots of kind of like it's like Richard Hart but with more women involved basically where it's it's him in his mega luxury house that i don't know maybe he owns it or maybe it's just rented and it's all a set for his uh hype you know that anyway it's all him sitting next to candelabras and paneled oak floors and smoking cigars in next to fireplaces that kind of stuff right what was that first Uh, thing that you said candelabras what the hell is that yeah google it it's like uh you know when you have your candles and they're all on a big thing that you hang off the hang off uh, the okay. roof you know okay. it's like something that would be in dracula's castle or something like that right okay uh, it, it's a lot of that sort of stuff right a very gaudy okay gold plated thing and then he does decadent kind of tiktoks yeah decadent and he does these tiktoks where he talks about oh i'm here with my hundreds of beautiful models and you're you know it's like a Dan Blazarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that kind of same thing, right? And so he made this one about Bitcoin Cash. Now, there's a few uh, interesting angles. This, Firstly, I found it hilarious. I thought this was really funny. But secondly, I also thought it was very true. And the third thing is that he then said afterwards, and I don't know whether this is some reverse mind games or whether it's sincere, that he was said, oh, they think I'm hyping Bitcoin Cash because the Bitcoin Cash community just shared it around to everyone and thought this is so funny. When uh, apparently, or supposedly, he was just joking or he was just trolling about it. Or, But the thing is, it's the same as Samson Mao. It's Streisand effect. It doesn't matter if, he, if this is all a joke or a troll or whatever, because what he said is exactly true. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're seeing in St. Martin's and in... Uh, you know, in Venezuela and and stuff like that, there's plenty of people I'm sure that have paid for a hooker in 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 BCH, right? It must be going on somewhere in the world. So he's right. It's cheap transfer fees. It's easy. It's convenient. That's exactly what's going to happen. So whether or not he was being deliberate about it, he still hit the nail on the head. So 
I don't know that the joke's not on us. If he thinks that it's funny that we all reshared it, <laughs> no, the joke's on him if it was a joke, but I'm not even convinced that it was a joke because he's got these, he's got this green text highlighting on the words on the TikTok, and it's not, not even just, just green. random green. Yeah. It's, it's the Bitcoin the cash green. green. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's, I mean, there's just, there's all kinds of greens, right? But there's basically like two greens. There's the one I use for this show, which is the kind of the lighter shade. And then there's this uh, slightly darker, uh, more foresty green kind of shade. And that, that is the green. It's literally the BCH green. And this is not only on this video, on all of his videos, he has this text and it's always in this green. I feel like maybe he has bought a whole bag of it and then started, uh, you know, pumping out these, these videos and it was all a long con so that he could get to this point of hyping Bitcoin cash. I, it just seems like that's what's happening. It's Bitcoin. Cash. Why did it, why wasn't it some other coin? Why wasn't it? And using or something that little Windex beat in the background too. Like, Oh wait, hold did on. It, Am I screwing it, that was up? It? No, no, I don't think it's the little Windex beat. It's the, some song that he uses in all of his other ones. I reckon, uh, I think, it's probably. I feel like it's like a Joiner Lucas beat. I maybe I screwed that up. I'll just stop right now before the music fans come after me. But the point is, any any publicity is good publicity, right? Uh, a sort of character like this should know that, and uh, certainly if you're hyping up BCH to his thirty thousand Twitter followers, what's it called TikTok followers. I, I just, when I saw this, I just thought this is exactly what we want, which is, I've never heard of this guy. I don't know. He's not a crypto influencer. He's not involved. But BCH has a massive strength in that people can independently from outside come in and go, of all these coins, which ones are the winners? And if they get hype on Bitcoin, that's just kind of like they're following the trend. And if they get hype on Ethereum, it's usually because, I don't know, they they tried some decks or something and they thought this is great and this is where the action is. But Bitcoin Cash just gets picked out of the mix, just like with uh, Andre Jick a little while ago, where he did that massive video and he said, I've got three, I think he only has two or three coins himself that he said, he said, I've got Bitcoin, I've got Bitcoin Cash, and maybe he had some Ethereum or something. But it's just external people. The network speaks for itself, right? Most networks are not like this. People have to get introduced to it somehow. But people find BCH themselves because it just works and because if you wonder what's going on in cryptocurrency you read the bitcoin white paper and then you you figure it out you know yeah i'm still caught up on trying to figure out where i recognize <laughs> that beat from so it's on, on his it's on his page if you have a look he he has got it in the description so you can you can figure it out anyway the point is i don't yeah. care whether he was trolling or not the doesn't matter if he keeps trolling bitcoin cash i love it the more he talks about us the better that's a win for us um okay cool so we got message to the community this week do you have do you have something you wanted to say or am i gonna have to think up something Mm. Mm. no honestly i no i don't have anything this week everyone's doing good proud of you yeah i agree well maybe let's get this has already been a pretty long episode let's just keep it short and to the point i agree community's doing great we're starting to kick ass and all we need to do is focus on us block out a lot of the other coins the other whatever and let's just make bch the best coin so that's what's happening and as soon as you start doing that you become the market leader 
even if not by price yet, but uh, in mind share, you become the market leader by default and then everybody else has to start copying and imitating you and clearly that's what is starting to happen that's perfect that's exactly what we need so i think this was uh, like sovereign nun he he said that as well a, a little a few weeks ago he said look we've already got all the tools just start putting in the work just start crack on and just get on with it and if we start doing that on mass that's the whole point of voluntary action in a decentralized community it's gonna you know other coins are really gonna struggle to compete with that um yeah, make some ruckus. Every mention is a win. Ratberg in the chat. First time viewer. Exactly. Exactly. That's the that's the mindset I want to hear. All right, cool. Last slide then. Uh that's it for the show. I hope you've all enjoyed another episode of the Bitcoin Cash Podcast. As always, you can donate to the link on the slide. Check out bitcoincashpodcast.com for the start guide, FAQ, links and everything like that. Uh, I did just update the code section. So if you're a developer and you need links to a bit of stuff to get involved in some uh, BCH code development, there's more info there for you. Thanks to all the donators. It's really appreciated. It's amazing. And I've decided that for the next little while, at least, I'm probably not going to do the prompt.cash pre-releases of the episodes because firstly more people were donating than doing the prompt.cash anyway so it wasn't uh, super popular and secondly i got some feedback that was kind of like look can we just get the episodes <laughs> when they're released you know people want the up-to-date info and i think yeah that's that's exactly it so we'll just get you the up-to-date info that's fine no no big deal i mean the people who were doing prompt.cash maybe they'll donate anyway or whatever so that's that's fine um yeah but thank you to all the donators thank you to my one patreon as well ricky and the shout outs for the show this week uh for me goes to hiroto who wrote into the show he was a regular listener and he gave me some good feedback and yeah thanks i uh, i was really happy to hear that and uh, he said he really likes the episodes with no guests where it's just jet and i uh talking through the bch uh stuff and the community uh, stuff and everything in detail so uh that's one that's one there. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And definitely I do like to mix in. I like that the show has a bit of a balance where we have a variety of guests from inside the scene, outside the scene, more involved, less involved, and, and then some where it's just, well, let's talk about what's actually kind of going on without getting too off the off the beaten path. So that's it. And also shout out to Samson Mao because we're coming for you, buddy. Uh, you can You can ignore us or you can rage about us on Twitter, but Neither is going to be effective. Uh, Jet, any final shout-outs? Shout-out to uh, Josh and Poxed and Jim Friend. Okay. All right. You know who you are then. That's it. And until next time. We're coming for you, Banks. I wasn't bored last night. I know the money ain't bright But I was coding up the future last night You were busy hating with your stupid friends online That the Federal Reserve Stealing paychecks straight out of your purse Today they got a dollar, tomorrow got nine Your savings are in dollars and your value in decline You live, oh, no Federal Reserve Ain't the gone burr, but it seems that you ain't heard 
nervous Cash in the bank now, where you think it goes? Stupid little fuck, you trust the government shows? Yeah. Yeah. While the rich banks flow